You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to At Home on the Velvet's Edge podcast. My guest this week is comedian Jared Fraid. Jared's Instagram account and memes have been the silver lining for me to some dark days during this isolation period, so I thought he would be the perfect guest to give us all something to laugh about. He's the host of the J Train podcast, which I was a guest on. He's also the co-host of the You Up podcast with the girls from Betches. Obviously, his stand-up tour has been put on hold during this pandemic, so we talked about how he is handling isolating in New York City, moving in with his girlfriend, and of course, The Bachelor. Here's our conversation. All right, so you're in New York. What in the world is it like there right now? Well, it's so funny. Like, I, New York is fine, okay? But I'm also not working in a hospital. Right. And I'm not, you know, you know I... I'm in a very luxurious position, but it is funny that when I talk to someone outside of New York, they're like, how is it going there? <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. It's just uh, very quiet. Um, I'm not wading through bodies in the streets. It's not like that at all. <laughs> um, it's actually, there's parts of being in New York that are probably, that I enjoy better. Like the fact that I can go out for a walk and, you know, there are coffee places that are open. There's a bodega open. You know, there's, there's a little just more going on here than people would assume considering, you know, the numbers and how New York has become like kind of the, uh, you know, the top coronavirus place in some regards. Right. I just imagine it to be so kind of eerie feeling even just because New York is so busy all the time. Yeah, that's well, that's the it's eerie to look like I live in, in an apartment building to look out on the street. Yeah. in the morning and just see no cars. Like, yeah. nobody's moving in and out of the city. Like, I moved, so I moved in with my girlfriend mid-quarantine. Oh, and wow, big changes. Yeah, so I moved in with my girlfriend, and um, 
you know, the stressful part was all the stuff leading into it. Will people cancel at the last second? Will we get our couches? Will the movers still do it? How do you do it? But, you know, but then once you got to the move, it was actually easier because there's no traffic. Yeah. Uh, You could park the the truck could be parked outside. No one was beeping at you being like, get the fuck out of the way. Like it actually, you know, and this is, it's, it's so tough because we live in this, world of black and white and the reality is all nuanced and in the in-between so like some people's lives are better in quarantine like and and no one wants to admit that because then someone comes at you and goes people are dying and my grandmother's gone and it's like and it's like no obviously that's that obviously I know that I'm an adult. I had parents that brought me up. I'm closer to you than, than any, you know, we're all closer to one another's feelings. I'm just saying that a mover, when I looked at the movers, I was like, so what's this like? And they were like, there's no traffic. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that exists too. You know? So, oh my God. And, and it, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say my boyfriend says all the time, he's like living his best life right now. I think if you can pay your bills, it's like, it's not yeah, that bad. Like, and and it, it, the thing is, no one, you know, this whole talk of like who's privileged and where do you rank on the privilege map? And it's like no one can ever tell you like life is okay. So like everyone has to go online, go on their Instagram and be like, in these trying times, <laughs> we must come together. And it's like, fuck you, bitch. You, you had no job before. And now all of a sudden you're team us. Like, that's the other thing, like all these people that like had no job now are quarantined and it's like, oh no, oh now they get to like tell us all to stay the fuck home. It's like, you've got to stay home the fuck right. home anyways before. <laughs> like, who are you going to tell me? You, this was an easy decision for you. It wasn't an easy decision for everyone. Like my shows, like I do stand up at night, every night, my shows had to get postponed and canceled. Like, you know, you know, it wasn't easy, you know, to say that I was like, okay, time to stay home. Like, I wasn't that way. I was right. I was annoyed. I was fucking pissed. I, yeah. I, I, I'm ready to do shows right now, you know? So it's like, um, um, it, all of this is more gray than we all, you know, you have to take time to understand that. And I understand the easy thing is like, you know, to live in the black or white. And, you know, it's like when you see like, when you see these people with seven homes and they're like, I'm at, we're all in this together from their pool. And you're like, no, 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 we're not. No, no, we are not in this together. Not in the same boat here. Yeah. So like, and, and it's like, you know what, you know, the social media is a hot mic at the front of the room. It's so true. Ev- yeah. And everyone feels like they got to give a speech. And yeah. it's like some, sometimes you just don't, we don't need to hear from you. Like, we don't have to hear from the fifth bridesmaid at the wedding at the rehearsal <laughs> dinner. We can hear from one maid of honor and maybe one close friend at the rehearsal dinner. And that's it. <laughs> I want to know what, so you moved in with your girlfriend during this time. Like had y'all been planning that before this happened? We were planning it before. Okay. We had an apartment ready. Okay. Um, the, you know, the, the thing that sucks about it is like, you know, I tell, you know, we have our arguments and you, and you like any couple does. And you're like, is this quarantine or is this right? Is this the new reality? Then, yeah. So it's like, I, you know, the tough thing is like, my job is literally a joke. I am paid to make jokes. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough because like, if I have work stuff that comes up, which, you know, 
this you calling me is a work thing. Yeah, for and sure. And we're talking about, you know, we're, we're having fun talking on the phone. She hears that and she's like, that's what you do for work? Well, that's not fucking important. Shut the fuck up. I have yeah. real work to do with math. Yeah. And so that's kind of <laughs> tough. And especially because we, we had a week where, so we were living in my place and then she had a place downtown and she was in a studio. So we had a week where we were in a studio. Oh my gosh, that's no that privacy. Yeah, that was a little tough. Like I took a lot of long poops when that was going on. It's your only alone um, time. (laughs) Yeah, and but then now we're in a one bedroom um, together, and that's you know easier, and you know that's nicer. I you know I I, it's the one it's the moment where I'm thankful. I'm I'm like an uh, you know 35 and didn't have kids yet. I'm like thank God there isn't some kid in the back of my Zoom meeting. Right. So, dad, dad, you know, like, I, I, uh, you know, everyone's situation is different and like, you know, life is hard for everyone. So, you know, our, 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 our squabbles, like, like her birthday was while we were in the studio apartment, it was her birthday. Okay. So she went and like had social distance drinks with her friends at a field. So she <laughs> went and did that. And while she was out, I, cleaned up the apartment a little bit and I put out a glass, a bottle of champagne and I put out a card and then I lit like a candle and I I was like, okay, when she comes back, uh, yeah, I was like, when she comes back, I'll be like, happy birthday, let's start the, it was the night before her birthday. So I was like, let's start the birthday, you know what I mean? And she comes back and, you know, she does, at first she was like, this is so nice, oh my God, thank you, she's had a couple drinks in her. And then at one point she's like, I can't believe you just lit that candle. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't know. I mean, who has the confidence to just light a candle in someone else's home? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm what? Like, what? And I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, it's a nice candle. Like, that's kind of like a candle that I don't light. And I was like, wait a minute. That's a candle you don't light. At that point, it's called an art installation. Okay. It's not. That's not, not, I don't, I don't know. I've never, I'm not familiar with the no light candle. So it was just for decoration? I guess so. It's, (laughs) you know, and I was like, how much is this candle that you're not allowed to light? Like what price of a candle makes it not lightable? Like, is it a a $500 candle? Because if it's a $500 candle, yes, I'm mad at myself for lighting it. (laughs) I'm also mad at you for being the person who buys a $500 candle. So I, I, I'm mad for a number of reasons. So now we're fighting about a candle. I uh, like we're arguing about this candle. Did you get to the bottom what of it? Get lit, what don't get lit? And then she, you know, we we go over this in the studio, and um, and I tweet about it because I'm like, that's what I do, and I'm like, this is a funny fight, so I'll tweet about this <laughs> candle. And I put it on Instagram, and I get a message being like, hey, um. I'd lo- I-, I run a candle company. I love the things that you do. Can I send you and your girlfriend some candles? So you got so her I'm free like, candles. Um, so I got free candles. And I'm like, this is so nice. I tell her, I'm like, how great is this? This girl, she is a candle company. She's a follower and she wants to send us candles. I was like, great. So I go, she goes, so I said to her, I was like, thank you so much. And I send her, and she goes, what's your address? So I give her my address for the new apartment. And she goes, you're, she goes, are you kidding me? The person, the candle person, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what? She's like, that's my exact address. What? That's the apartment. That's the apartment next to me. Oh, my. And so I'm you like, met your neighbor. No 
fuck, exactly. So I'm like, no fucking way. And she was like, yeah, this is so crazy. I was like, same floor in the same oh building. Oh my God. Can you imagine? And so now, like, she's like, she dropped him off at our door. Like, it, and then, like, we're moving in. I'm like, where is this candle chick? Like, yeah. you know, I'm looking for her. And we end up moving our window. You can literally, like, the building is like an L. You can see into the girl's apartment. Like, it's, like, kind of crazy. Oh, my God. So coronavirus oh, really just bringing everybody together. Exactly. These candles and corona. That's candles the and corona. <laughs> 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 that's uh, my new blog uh, where I give out fashion tips. <laughs> it's great. You should. You Corona. should. <laughs> um, I will. You brought up the fact that she posts everything on Instagram and Twitter, and like I personally, something about being isolated is you obviously are on social media a lot more, and I need a laugh, like especially if you get sucked into the news. So. One of your accounts, sure. my favorite, just because of the memes, and you always are posting about your podcast. You have these rants you do about coronavirus. So yes. what what is this about? Like, are you just irritated with people or what's the deal? Well, I think, you know, I am a, my comedy, the standup that I do is just all luxury issues. I don't have real problems and I'm <laughs> fine with that. And I, and I'm fine with admitting it. Like, yeah. and I'm happy that I don't have real problems, but I, what I love to talk about on stage are the problems that aren't problems. I like love the candle situation. Candle yes. Yeah. That's, the candle situation to me is my wheelhouse. Sums you um, up, yeah. And I think um, my job on earth is to be funny. Yes. And I think, you know, I think what people, what happens during times like these is like people forget the job you had before coronavirus is the job we want you doing during <laughs> right. it and the job we want you doing after it. So people think that, oh, I have a following, so now it's my turn to be a politician. No, no, no. Now, now, brown cow. <laughs> it is your turn to be a butt model still. We still need butts. We only we follow still... you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to like all of a sudden change what I do just because of what's going on. To me, I can help people by doing what I did before and right. trying to be funny. So what I've, uh, what I try to do is on my podcast, which is now daily, I went from twice a week to five times a week. Damn. And yeah, so we take emails and then every episode I blow some steam about <laughs> something that is related to what's going on. And listen, I'm not going on there being like, like these are thought out rants, um, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying to speak for the silent majority. And yes. that's really what I do in everything. I'm trying to speak for... The person, the, the, you know, when you see an influencer on Instagram post something from their third house <laughs> and tell you how we're all in this together, like, it's not worth your time to, like, comment on their thing. It is worth my time to speak up for the people that have real jobs and that have, you know, <laughs> and that have other things to do and be funny about it. So that's where it came from. Like, I'm going to rant about the things we're all thinking that really nobody has time to say. And yeah. I've got the time. Right. So <laughs> you got all the time. <laughs> I got all the time in the world to dissect how annoying it is that people are baking banana bread and acting just... like they've been baking <laughs> banana bread their whole fucking life. I was just they, about to bring they... that one up. <laughs> yeah. The, what bothers me about the banana bread isn't that they're baking like good for you, but like this, this like subtle omission 
that you've never baked before in your life. <laughs> like, and, and this is where a lot of women do this where they'll be like, Oh, let me just whip something up. And it's like, whip something up. Like you spent your whole fucking day on this. You Googled how to do this. Yes. You didn't just reach into your back pocket. Like you did go to the market. You didn't have a bunch of flour. You didn't have a bunch of old bananas. You don't just like, Oh, I just picked the bananas from my banana tree. Right. And then just, you know, it, 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 the, uh, you know, and Instagram is the is is the like the king of that stuff. Everything on Instagram subtly omits the reality of life. It subtly omits the the dirty kind of icky parts of life where you're like, yeah, I just want to do this. I just want to bake this banana bread so I can show it off to my friends and show them that I'm not a fucking you know loser like them. Like right. you know what I mean. <laughs> so that's so. So every day I try to rant about something new. Or I'll do a thing called the luxury lounge where I complain about a luxury issue. Um, and then like today, the luxury lounge today was that uh, you know, I was pouring my own drinks. Like uh, we mm-hmm. talked about that before, mm-hmm. you know, just like, like I know it's a luxury for me to go to the fridge and pour my own drink, but I don't want to do that because I don't have the stopper at the top of my, you know, bottle of vodka that I can three count on. Like, you can't even do that three count. So I do the three count, and it's like, glug, glug, glug. And then I go, and then every time you stop pouring, you pour a little more. So it's like, I don't want to pour my own drinks anymore. Right. It's fucking annoying. So, I, and then I do a charcuterie chat where I chit-chat about charcuterie, because that's my real passion. Is it? I didn't know this about you. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of the charcuterie. Wow, world. okay. <laughs> well, you also, you're a big fan of the Bachelor. Or would you describe yourself as a fan of The Bachelor? I mean, you love to hate on it, right? I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor. I okay. love the show. I, I like to comment on the show that I love so much. I, and okay. I'm watching I'm watching Listen to Your Heart. And Can we talk man, about this, Nashville please? Is, Nashville is represented. I mean, that's exactly right. You do these <laughs> things called live screams, and so you, you promote it. Are you, You're talking about the show as it's happening. So what are you yeah, thinking so, about this Listen to Your Heart show? Like, give me the, the whole... I actually like it. I, I wasn't, so I, I live scream. I put on my Instagram stories. I just watch the show and I commentate as it's going on. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't planning on watching Listen to Your Heart and then the quarantine happened. I'm like, oh, I got to fill some yeah, time. absolutely. So <laughs> now I'm watching Listen to Your Heart. And I like the show because The Bachelor, um, the, 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 the Bachelor, this whole idea of like that you're not there for love is like, you know, kind of like a, a background noise on the bachelor. Like, right. you know, you're on a date. The bachelor's like here for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I like about listening to your heart is that it, a lot of it is about that. These guys on the show want to be touring musicians. Right. Like, so like they do, they are there for two things. Right. And they can admit to it. So I kind of like it. So what they've done is like the first two episodes, they did it like Bachelor in Paradise, where it was like, okay, match up. And whoever doesn't have a partner at the end of the day, like I call it genital musical chairs. Oh, wow. And <laughs> like, <laughs> so like, if you don't have a genital, you better leave the show. So yeah. the first two episodes, they like, they like got rid of some people and now they're down to couples. And on the last episode, Chris Harrison was like, you better be serious with someone. Because if you win with the, you're going to match up with one person. And if you win with them, you're going to tour the country together. Like, oh, as my a, as God. A okay. And, I'm not caught up. Turned, well, then it turned into, like, American Idol. And they did, like, each duet went up and sang. 
and they were one of the things that they were ranked, you know, uh, judged on was their compatibility as musicians, and if it looked like they were in love or not. Yeah. And that I kind of like. I kind of like that it turned into like American Idol. Like Jason Mraz was one of the judges, and <laughs> Kesha. And, I, I saw your commentary and, about them. <laughs> yes, and uh, JoJo, who's a former Bachelorette, she was on. Oh and yeah, I, she's my favorite. Yeah. So I did enjoy the music aspect. Like I, I do like how it's like a change up, and it's not the same. Like, like the Bachelor Bachelorette, like you know the beats. You know totally. it's like okay, opening episode, then they go on the dates. This, the dates don't even matter. I just want to see them sing and see if they suck or not. Like yeah. you do, and, and the the thing is, you do see that they are not really that compatible. Some of them. Um, uh, you you point out that they keep putting at the end of each episode the thing about Claire Crawley or whatever. Like, do you oh mean to find God, any so guys? Funny. Like, have they always done this, or did I just not? And I did I didn't notice it, or is it like worse <laughs> with her? So. Claire Crawley is going to be the next Bachelorette. Yeah. Uh, she's famously 38 years old, now 39. Which, which is like hilarious is that people are acting like this is ancient. I mean, it's... I know. Well, that's the big <laughs> joke. Well, the, 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 the thing is, like, I make fun of it because her season had to stop taping. So right. So now, they, when they... I have always been on the side of... I always thought the Bachelorette should be, like late 30s early 40s once divorced okay because then they would know what they want well and then i uh, and then i wanted it to be older men okay like i like that was like i wanted to be like 50 and above men with a 38 to 44 year old woman interesting because i thought that was that would be a better show and a more realistic watch the thing about the bachelor the bachelor's a better show than the bachelorette because the bachelor's you know 30 women that are in their 20s looking to get married. Like, that's a kind of a believable plot. Right. And then, but then The Bachelorette is like 30 men in their 20s trying to get married. And you're like, mm-hmm. they don't really want to get married. No, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of know on The Bachelorette who's going to like do well right away because like there'll be an older guy who's like a little bit more serious. And it's like the, I always thought that 20, Early 20s woman is probably the worst representation of the female race. Oh, my God. It's terrible. And, and it's, it's not embarrassing. fair because it's, it's a little embarrassing, which I, is fine. But the unfair part is the most embarrassing form of the male uh, species is midlife crisis male. <laughs> so, so I kind of like so I kind of like that. The, that older bachelorette might offer are like the most embarrassing version of men. It would, it would kind of like even things up. Oh my God. I'd never thought about this. Right. 55 yeah. year old guy who just got a divorce, has a company that is kind of semi-retired. Where's those trying to act with, young like, the, still though. Yeah. Where, exactly. Where's sneakers with jeans and where's those <laughs> shirts, the shirts with the paisley under the cuffs, like, you know, that guy. <laughs> Like, I want to see that embarrassment. Oh, my God. I'm cringing just thinking about it. Right? That's that's the male version of the girl who goes, who goes, I, it's my birthday month. <laughs> like, that's the male version. That's my bottle of champagne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, but then they cast the show and it was all younger guys. And For I was like, Claire? That kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. It doesn't so make I sense, though. 
So then when they stopped taping, I think they saw it as an opportunity to kind of like add some people to the show. So that's why they keep coming on Listen to Your Heart. And they're like, hey, if you want to submit for The Bachelorette. <laughs> so I keep making the joke. Find one man who wants oh, yeah, to date this somebody... old 38-year-old woman. <laughs> and it's like, I am joking. And like, it's so funny because it's funny because I put up two posts and one was like me making fun of how Jason Mraz looked like a baby and a baby like a toddler in a hat <laughs> and then like there was this one girl that was like I like the Jason Mraz joke I don't like the 38 year old Claire joke and it's like oh you only like jokes when they don't relate to you yeah that's Sorry. because she's a 38 year old <laughs> probably single girl yeah. <laughs> and it's like listen I if anyone thinks 38 years old they're out of their fucking minds like, like it's just <sighs> You, you know, so everyone is stupid. So, but it, I, I, yeah, I, have, I do enjoy all the shows. I like, you know, these shows on a big scale are stupid, but the small totally. moments are fun. Like, like, like the small moment, like this on this Listen to Your Heart show, like this uh, girl Julia got dumped by one of the guys and then she stayed on the show because she's got a guy that's obsessed with her. So she put one guy in the friend zone. And then she keeps talking shit about the guy who dumped her and his new relationship. And it's like, what a fun thing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's like for me, every I, I say this every season. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it this season. I don't like that person. <laughs> I'm not going to get sucked in. But it's like you you sit there and you're so, I, for me, I'm so shocked at the absurdity most of the time. that, And mm. I like hate myself for watching it. But I can't stop <laughs> either. There's nothing to hate. This is the thing. Like, you know, like. Well, I just feel ashamed of myself, is, maybe. Well, you know what we hate? You ever watch, like, Full House growing up? Of course. You know the end of Full House episodes uh, when they teach the lesson and the music would yeah. change? <laughs> I the- used to get this feeling. I would always, like, try to change the channel because I'm like, look, I don't want to feel like I connect with this. <laughs> 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 and I think the same goes for a lot of people with the Bachelor and Bachelorette. You connect with kind of like the worst part, the crazy of your humanity. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Because I watch these twenty-something girls, and I'm like, I know I did stupid shit like that, but I would like to of not course. remember that. <laughs> yeah, and it feels icky. It's like it's like when you watch like a scene like in a rom com from high school, and you're yeah. like, and it's like someone being evil in the high school, and you're like, oh, I remember having those thoughts. Like, oh, I was such a stupid fucking idiot. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so you have two podcasts. Let's talk about them. I actually was a guest on the J Train podcast, which was so fun. And we broke down. You have so many of these uh, listeners write in with very serious questions. These are like a lot of romantic questions. But we went through a couple of those. I remember um, answering. And they're so fun. What else do you talk about on the J Train podcast? It's basically any, we take any email and give advice. So you can write in with any, so it's like, most of them are dating in relationships just because that's the kind of the group that I, uh, that follows me. Yeah. Uh, and that's what they're worried about. But like, you know, you get roommate stuff, you get stuff with your, you know, family stuff, but it's really just like, I'm not an expert. Um, you know, I, you were a guest, you're not an expert either, but it's just people giving their perspective Mm -hmm. and like, there's nowhere easier to be honest than on a podcast right? because we don't have, you know, like we don't have to see their faces. Uh -uh. We, We see an email and we don't even have to relate it to our, you can tell your own stories that relate to it, but you can just give advice. And that's kind of what we do. And it's, um, I, I, you know, for me, like, I think the best, you know, 
you know, the best, uh, people, I think the reason the podcast exists and why so many people write in is people, um, aren't really good at giving advice. Um, and a lot of times friends aren't good at giving advice because, and family, because friends and family use the history they know about you against you a lot of times. So like no situation is just taken for what it is. Like, You'll be like, well, I dated this guy, and they'll be like, well, you, you have set you, you go home with a lot of guys on a first date. And it's yeah. like, well, can I just tell you my story? You know, like, yeah. So they're too attached to the situation. Yeah, and like I have people that comment, like my Instagram isn't just podcast fans; it's also like people who like other stuff that I do. So it's interesting because I'll post, you know, snippets and stuff, and I can see the worst parts of people respond to them because like and i'll and i know right away why the podcast exists because someone like i posted something where someone i can't remember what the email was but the email was like something where the the person didn't like they were feeling anxiety about their relationship and it's like someone wrote well i guess someone's not very confident and i'm like (laughs) yeah nobody's confident we all have our own thing like we all have yeah, we all have insecurities and like all it takes is for you to feel like you're vulnerable to, you know, to not be sure what to do or to do the wrong things. There's nothing easier than giving advice. It's really hard to take the advice that's being given. I think that's so, so true. Yeah. So, you know, when you came on, you were great. And we talked about a lot of like, remember, I remember when you came on, we did the email about, you know, traveling. With I was about friends. to say Spirit Airlines. <laughs> the spirit, and it was so, I actually, that's a very good email. I wish, um, you know, I wish I had video of it so I could post it because I think it's uh, so relatable that you're like, so true. you know, dealing with a friend who doesn't want to spend the same amount of money on something like money is such a personal and like very raw subject to get into with friends. Yeah. And it's like, well, like we were saying, you don't want to travel with those friends though that don't want to spend money. Cause when you take a trip, you want to be able to splurge or that's my mentality. That's your mentality too. And that was the dilemma in this email. It was, it was really a tough one. It was tough. And you know what? And like, I see eye to eye with that email because like, I remember like, as my friends were starting to have kids, like it became really important for some of my friends when we went away together to play golf. And I was like, why the fuck all of a sudden they need to play golf? (laughs) And it was like, and it was so interesting because like I, and I started to realize, I was like, oh, golf is like, at least I played golf. Like, when you're younger taking trips with no kids, like, oh, we'll go on a trip the next week. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, like whatever we do, you know, if, if this weird thing, like I remember we did turtle races at one of my buddies. Um, turtle bachelor, races? Bachelor what is yeah, that? Yeah, they did in, in Chicago. There's a bar that like you can bet on turtle races. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> so we did that as one of the events when, you know, he got married young. When you're getting married at 23 and everyone has no wife, no kids. Yeah. We'll do the turtle race. I got nothing to fucking do. (laughs) Who gives a shit when someone's 30 on the bachelor party? They're like, no, I'm taking, this is the one week I weekend. I get away from my kids. I need to do golf because at least I know it's at seven. Yeah. I can't have something be a three. Yeah. (laughs) Can't waste it. You know? Yeah. Um, we, so you guys check out the J train podcast. You also have another podcast with, um, Betches, which I am obsessed with them, all of them, but, uh, you, it's called you up. Tell me about this one. I haven't listened yet. I need to listen to this one. So it's like a you up text. So it's, 
you know, I was doing my podcast. We're giving advice, and I knew the Betches, and they're they have a fantastic company, and I, I love working with them. And they were like, we want to start a new podcast where it's just date just modern dating dating and relationship advice ah. and, and talking about it. So like Jordana Abraham, who's one of the betches, her and yeah. I, every episode, we dig into like modern dating issues, the cross section of technology and relationships, the advice you can't go to your parents to get. You can't ask your parents what does it mean when he likes ten pictures on my Instagram in a row. Right. And they're gonna <laughs> You know, like, what does it mean when the Snapchat streak ends? What does it mean? And it's like all these questions that, you know, you and I and we all understand is very much, a you know, uh, a part of the times and like what what we're living in. So there's a lot of stress right now. Like, you know, uh, you know, I want to date, but I don't want to be on a dating app. But I, I, I'm, I'm in a small town. I live in I live in the south. Everyone's religious or they're. Or they're, or they're, you know, crazy. Or they're too immature. Like I've got. So we go through it, and we take a bear. And so many of these conversations, especially dating, is is like an uncomfortable conversation. There. So we, I like to call it like a, a a place where we have uncomfortable conversations comfortably. I think that's like the strength of the U Up podcast is like we talk about things that someone could. You know, I think for me, especially as a guy, you could look at me and be like, well, you're being a dick. You're being this. And it's like Jordana never does that to me. She's always like open to hear, you know, a perspective that is maybe a little icky. Like, yeah, the guy who like, ten, you know, the guy who DMs you is it's it's his penis DMing you. It's, right. It has nothing to do with he likes you. Yeah. And like the idea that. And like a lot of women right now, they're like, well, does he like me or does he not like me? And it's like, that's not how like exists to a guy. To a guy, like exists on a very wide spectrum. What do you mean? <laughs> well, like, do I like her enough to fuck her? Do I like her enough to go on a date with her? Do oh. I like her enough to just, you know, do, do I like her enough to just look at her Instagram stories every day and never message her and just, that's enough for me? Wow. That gets me going just enough. Yeah. See, and that like, actually helps me. I like to hear the guy's perspective because I would it would be confusing to me otherwise. Like exactly yeah, the so, behavior you're talking about would be so confusing. Totally. That and that's kind of what the podcast is there for. It's to have the male and female side of things. Yeah. And and also like there's no shutdown. There's never a point where, you know, I look at Jordana or Jordana looks at me and is like, Well, that's stupid. There's nothing that's stupid. too far. We're, yeah. We're talking it up. Yeah. Um, I need to listen to this one. I'm assuming you guys have talked a little bit about quarantine dating and all this. The... Oh my God. That's the only thing we're talking about oh, right now. Right. I mean, it's crazy though, right? I keep having friends say, I mean, my, some of my friends are dating more than they did in regular life right now. Yeah. Well, because there's more eyes on the screen. Like, yeah. even if you look at like your socials are probably like, you know, more people are looking at Instagram every day. More people are looking at, at their phones. More people have more time. Like, you know, dating is seasonal. You know, we, we, we only think of it during cuffing season, but all seasons have differentiation of dating. Yeah. And we just added a new season. And the quarantine, quarantine season. Mm-hmm. So now, and, and a lot of people right now are getting reached out to by people they used to date. Right. And they're like, well, you know, why is that guy reaching out? Well, that guy can't just find someone who said yes to their penis before on a dating app. Right. You know, he's going to go back to the Rolodex of people who have said yes to his naked body before and try to hit up those spaces. What is your advice there? 
You say go for it? My advice is no. I I mean, if you want to fuck and you want to hook up, yeah, but I wouldn't expect anything more. Right. Like if someone's reaching back out to you, it's not because they're like, they're not sitting. I'll say this. Not a lot of guys are sitting in quarantine being like, I got to get my life right. They weren't visited <laughs> by the ghost of fuckboy past. You know, <laughs> they, you know, they're not like having a moment. Where they're like, I, I, I've been wrong my whole life. Right. I'm not going to find the girl and... <laughs> And and Kelly was the one, you know, like, they're not saying that. They're saying shit. There I'm is alone. no option. For, there, I'm alone. There's no option for random fucking. Right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to message someone that if they say no, my ego's intact because they're only saying no because they fucked me before, not because they're not attracted to me. Right. That's why old people come back to you because it's an ego protection. Huh. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, like if you if 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 you hooked up with someone and they're like, "Hey, where you been? How you how you doing? You know, Kelly, come on, let's go." And 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 then you're like, you're like, "Ah, oh, hey, why are you messaging me?" They can go, "Oh, well, we ended before. At least I had I had been there when." You yeah, know? yeah. Crazy dudes, man. And there's so much. Dudes, man. <laughs> okay, so J Train Podcast, You Up Podcast. Where else can people find you? At Jared Freed on Instagram. That's that's where it all happens. And it's F R E I D. That's right. F-R-E-I-D. Jared Freed. Well, I appreciate you being here so much. I totally appreciate your Instagram. It keeps me laughing. And some days right now, you really need that. That means a lot. I'm happier. Good to talk to you. You too. Good luck in New York. Good luck with the candles, man. I know. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.